It doesn't count as a copyright infringement if you uh, whistle it, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not recording? <laughs> no, no, I was recording that, yeah. I'm not sure how copyright infringement counts on not-for-profit stuff. Yeah, that's... There's issues with that. Like, it really shouldn't, but... You know, who wants to be in the middle of it anyway? Um, okay. Well, I mean, like, I understand the protection of trademark because you have to protect trademarks very vigorously. Sure. But I'm not sure, you know, as far as, like, copyright, we owe them money. That would be... I don't know that that would count. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if, like if maybe if we were to use that as our theme song all the time, <laughs> that might be a problem. But me just whistling uh, it, I think, might just fall under fair use. If we were to try and then, like... But, but if we were trying to, like, sell these... That would be a problem because I know there's like a Doctor Who commentary that at one point they start sending some copyrighted theme so they couldn't put it on the DVD. So what they did was they released it online because apparently that was acceptable because it wasn't being for profit. Really? That's yeah. unusual. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report podcast. Could you sound any less enthusiastic about that? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report podcast. Did that sound disingenuous or? <laughs> um, that one was starting was crossing the line, but it was better than the other one. It was like, <laughs> hey, uh, this is like hipster sension. We're doing like a podcast because it's ironic right <laughs> well we got the point across we can work on uh, meaning it later it would be implied though that we did mean it at some point yeah well yeah. so apparently you had some you had issue with my comments about superman 2 whereas uh, yes oh, yeah. i, I want to get i want to get my exact quote here uh, i went on facebook and said so far superman 2 has no redeeming qualities this is just awful I think it was about that is that is not an actually an exact movie. quote, sir. How is that not exact quote? I'm looking at Facebook right now. Because you had the word whatsoever in there. Oh, okay. Sorry. So far, Superman two has no redeeming qualities. This is just awful. So it was more of a paraphrase than a quote. Paraphrase. Well, no, I of thought my the quote. quote had whatsoever in it. Oh no, it doesn't. Oh well, it's uh, implied. I thought, right? I thought you meant that I just added it now. That's implied, though, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Good. Then you were saying you didn't know which version of it I watched? If you're watching the theatrical release or the director's cut. Um, what are some differences that would allow me to know? Uh, how did the movie end? The movie ended by him erasing Lois Lane's memory so she didn't remember. How? I think he just touched her in the face. So he didn't fly around the world? No. Really fast? No, no, he didn't. Okay, so that's the theatrical release. Okay. <laughs> so that actually in the director's directorial release, they had him fly around the world and do that? Yeah, it's a reuse from the first movie for reasons I can go into if you're interested. But... Uh yeah, kind of. Okay. Um so Superman One was directed by Richard Donner. With the intent of making Superman 2 at basically the same time. Like, they filmed both at the same time. Okay. He got all the footage for Superman 1, got like half to two-thirds of the footage for Superman 2, 
And then they basically said, you just got to hunker down and finish Superman 1 before we go back and do Superman 2. Okay. And so he did that. And at some point got in a, like a, a huge argument with the producers of the movies to the effect that he um, walked off. He left the project, basically. Or no, sorry, he didn't leave the project. They fired him and replaced him with a new director, oh. um, Richard Lester. Who then completed Superman 2, but Richard Lester is primarily a comedy director, so there's times when they, the two approaches don't gel. Oh, that's but, true. But um, at some point in like 2006, something like that, um, they actually, the studio gave the original director the chance to sort of finish the film the way he would have. Apparently, in his original conception of the two movies, the way Superman 1 ends is he. Lois Lane dies and he flies back around the world really fast to reverse time oh. so that she doesn't die. Um, that apparently was going to be more or less the original ending for Superman 2, when Superman 1 would have ended somehow differently. I don't know how. But, okay. So they reinstated this admittedly stupid ending a second time. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, there's some suspension of disbelief issues. And I know it's Superman. But the idea that these criminals are stuck in this mirror or whatever that flies all the way from Krypton near the moon and then it just so happens that he throws a nuclear weapon that explodes out near the moon while they happen to be flying by. I mean, I don't know why it's that particular, like that particularly very initially in the movie. I don't know why I have problems with that. You know, I know it's a guy who flies around and is invincible. Like that doesn't seem to bother me because I've already accepted that. That's that's a big coincidence to start off with. Um. Well, yeah, but let's be honest. Every movie ever has big coincidences in it. Okay. I mean, it's a huge coincidence that, for example, Indiana Jones in the plane he's crashing in and then gets into the raft and falls down the mountain and then hits the river just happens to end up at the village where the three Shankara stones have been stolen and he has to go get them or whatever. That's a massive coincidence. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I'm not saying I enjoy that either. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that aspect of that movie. I'm not sure, but... All right, like, well, what's... what? Hold on. What's a movie you like? Okay, I like... Um, there I like there Sha- are no movies I, you I, like, I like that I'm familiar with? I like Shaun of the Dead. Uh, not... I mean, I've seen it, but I don't know that I'm familiar okay. enough with it to point out I, coincidences. I like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in the spirit of the season. Uh, again, haven't seen that for quite some time. <laughs> I like... I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in it, and there's some scene where he's fantasizing about the shop or the sales clerk being naked in a pool. I think that's about all I remember. <laughs> That's that's vaguely correct. Um, <laughs> I like um, I like Spider Man. Okay, Spider Man. Massive coincidence that the villain of the thing just happens to be the father of his best friend, who therefore takes revenge on him in subsequent movies. Um, yeah, I don't know why I don't have a problem with that. I you think don't have a, a problem. With I think that. it has to. I think the other one has to do with just the vast infinity of space so of all the directions like, I, I think it's a physics a physics issue that i'm having a 
physics issue with Superman? Yes. You're going to have to suspend some physics disbelief for Superman, in all fairness. Uh, We're talking about someone who can fly because of the power of the yellow sun of Earth versus the red sun of Krypton. Yeah, then going back to the ending where, okay, he reveals to Lois Lane who he is, or she finds out, and then, well, let's just have her forget. That'll just bring us back to to the beginning of the movie. So Superman suddenly has an ability that he didn't have before. But I mean, we're going back to the directorial versus not directorial wait, 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 wait a minute. How do you know Superman did not have this ability before? He has the ability to make people forget things. Why his doesn't he kisses make kisses can be that dreamy, sir? Well, what if he just like pins Lex Luthor down and kisses him, makes him forget everything about Superman ever? Why doesn't he just do that? Because that would not make him um not evil. Okay. Why isn't he just doing this all the time when somebody sees him? Like he's pretty good, I think, about keeping people from seeing him changing clothes and things, but you know, why makes it a big deal if he can just go and make up with everyone? <laughs> Because he does remember. it in public. Can you imagine making out with everyone? It would just be tiring. <laughs> and then people would see you making out with that person, then you have to go get those people. It's just an exponential problem. It's probably just easier. <laughs> it's to make out with everyone in the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's Superman like, 3, He has to do right? it all the time because... There will never be an instance when everyone in the world won't have seen him. Even if he makes out with them, they may then see him again <laughs> making out with someone. And then he has to make out with them again. Uh, like I said, that could be Superman 3. <laughs> I haven't seen oh, I guess Superman we should either. be clear. What's, have, have you seen other Superman movies or is this like your first introduction to Superman? Yeah, I should be clear in that that's the first one other than the one that we saw in the theater. So the Superman more returns, one. yes, which is it has not. its own unique set of problems. Yes, well, like I think, being an hour too long. Yeah, I think any Superman Superman movie is going to have its problems. I guess maybe that's that's my issue is that he's just such an unbelievable superhero to begin with. I mean, not in a bad way, but I think it just lends itself a lot better to comics than it does to movies. So you watch or, the sequel, here. direct sequel to a movie without having seen the movie before it. Yeah, I thought it didn't need context. I should be able to just sit and watch it standalone movie. So you go and you see The Two Towers without seeing The Fellowship of the Ring? Yeah, The Two Towers was great. I could have done that. And don't you think you would have missed out on some stuff and had some problems with it? <laughs> What's this ring thing they're carrying around? I don't get yeah, it. Exactly. It seems to have magical powers that uh, <laughs> they didn't explain to me. I thought Ned Beatty was just ridiculous. I mean, maybe he was in the first movie, too. He, he plays the uh, Lex Luthor's sidekick in jail. Yeah, he's the comic relief. But it's not even funny comic relief. It's like subpar Three Stooges comic relief. What part didn't you enjoy? Uh, the part where he goes to grab the ladder and then goes behind him and then he turns around and the ladder's on the other side of him. Or where Lex Luthor is stepping on his face to climb up the ladder. 
<laughs> or how Luther keeps explaining things to him and he doesn't understand them. You'd think by now he might understand that it's not even worth it. Why, why is this the guy he hangs out with? See, the fact that you're laughing right now means the comic relief is successful. <laughs> no, it's not. I do not agree, sir. I find I the failure of the comic relief funny. My case. <laughs> Damn it. Alright, but surely surely the, the fight scenes are entertaining. The fight scenes are entertaining. It's hard sometimes to go back and watch the special effects just because of the difference now where you can tell like, oh, this was, you know, overlaid because the character is a completely different like hue than the rest of the background. Oh, Things so like you're that. an elitist snob. No, I'm not. I'd not I don't actually have a problem <laughs> with that. I saw it and I was like, okay, that's that's pretty good. You know, where he punches them and then he flies all the way through the building. That was kind of neat. What about oh, Neil oh, before no. Zod? Neil before Zod was kind of kind of funny, but oh no, the huge problem I had, I even forgot about this, was that so he has this device that takes away his powers, right? In right. his Fortress of Solitude. You didn't know it was there, and suddenly it's there. And his mom says, you have to be careful when you make this decision. Blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure she said something about because you can't go back. I'm almost positive. There's, I mean, do you disagree? That she at some point says, you know, be careful no, no, because that... you can't, you know, that's it. Then you're human. And of course, he yeah. just goes back later and turns himself back into Superman. I, I, There was no reason for me to believe that he could do that. Even if it was, maybe it wasn't even stated that he couldn't go back, but this is kind of implied. Okay, no. And what's that, the, what's see, the, po- like, what's the, if he can just become human and then go back to being Superman, then what does that even mean? Well, that, that's the, that's one of the issues that comes up between the theatrical version and the director version. Cause the, they're in the director's cut, there actually is stuff about that that's not in the theatrical version for whatever reason. Well, I, I it's not because it's actually Marlon Brando in the theatrical version uh-huh. as his dad. Yeah. And they didn't want to pay him, I guess, for the sequel, so they cut that stuff. Oh. And then, like, refilmed the, the absolutely necessary stuff. But, um, like, he goes back to the fortress. He says something along the lines of, um, or his dad says something like, I knew you would want to be like them. And so I have, in fact, rigged it so that you can go back but the thing is you can only do this once and it will i will no longer be able to give you advice something like that so essentially killing destroying his record of his father oh okay but yeah no in the context of theatrical version yes that is a flaw because that's not at all explained okay and that he just somehow understands how it works so that he can reverse it so that it affects everything except the chamber was kind of unusual Plus the whole crystal thing. Like, I didn't quite understand what the green crystal was that was... Maybe that's my inattention to plot detail. That, but that's was... you failing to see the first movie, basically. Oh. <laughs> well, I think we can both agree that there are some... There are some genuine issues that I'm allowed no. to have with the movie, but... No, okay, I, I'm not it. disagreeing. That's, I'm not saying that Superman 2 is a perfect movie and everything about it is wonderful. My objection was that your was to your comment along the lines that it had no redeeming qualities, as in no, <laughs> zero, zilch. And we've already established that you at least found some redeemable redeemable stuff. Okay, Maybe what? not at the point you made the comment, but well, certainly you found some of the effects enjoyable. Neil before Zod. Come yeah. on. Yeah, okay. Well, what what else do you find interesting or 
strengths of the movie. I think Christopher Reeve does an excellent job with it, with yeah. the role. Yeah. I would find his performance a redeeming quality. Mm. Um, I actually, I quite enjoyed the three super criminals. And I, I like the way that plot line evolves mm-hmm. and shapes. I could do with less of the romance stuff. I can sort of see why they did it, but... But the scene with know, them in, like, the the honeymoon suite or whatever seemed to kind of drag on for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. him dealing with the, uh, the, what, the bellhop. It's like the bellhop explaining everything that's in the room. It's like, uh, I don't think I really need to know all of this <laughs> to help my enjoyment of the movie. Yeah. Or yeah. the kid jumping off Niagara Falls was kind of strange, too. Like, the kid gets up on the rails and starts dancing around, and then they take him down, and then... Right, because that never, ever happens. Yeah. <laughs> or Lois Lane. Come on, you gotta have Superman show himself. Or Lois Lane falling off, jumping off, and him not taking the chance of not saving her. Like, she could hit a rock. How does he know if she's gonna hit a rock and just instantly die? Because he's Superman! <laughs> well, he, so he can predict the future? You, no, he has super attuned senses that he can see clearly and with predictive capabilities with his super brain that she won't hit rocks. Was that in the director's cut? No, just everyone knows that. That's that's <laughs> shared cultural knowledge, sir. <laughs> Thought you loved America. I, I do, sir. Then you I, love you're Superman. Accusing me of... <laughs> it's close. Superman is America. Oh, and the, yeah, the last shot where he starts carrying around the American flag. That proves it. Puts the yeah. American flag back on top of the White House. Come on, tell me you didn't cheer at that moment. <laughs> I think I laughed. The eight-year-old inside you cheered and went, yeah, Superman. <laughs> yeah, okay. Granted, that was, a, that was a heartwarming moment that made me feel proud. So then do you retract your statement that it had no redeeming qualities? I do not retract my statement because it was time-stamped. All of the redeeming qualities came after that point. Christopher Reeve came after? What, you watched, You made this comment after like three minutes in? <laughs> Those were three awful minutes, sir. <laughs> or the beginning. So it gives you the recap. It just shows you the recap of the first movie. Like, without any, you know, voiceover or anything. So you just see clips from the first movie. And there's no way you can figure out what went on in the first movie just based on that. So they tried. Who goes they to a sequel without seeing the first movie? <laughs> We've already discussed this. It's me. They put that in for me, and it didn't work. No, they put that's that in to remind you what happened, so you can go, "Oh yeah, not." You're not supposed to learn about the first movie in two minutes of just clips. <laughs> well, anyway, it wasn't. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. So, one of my hobbies, to change the subject completely, as you know, I collect video games, right? Yes, I know this. Okay. Well, one of the sub-things that I do is I like to collect board games based on video games. Oh, really? I know yeah. they exist, but do you have the Legend of Zelda game? Um, I, I, I don't. I don't know. if There might be a board game. I used sure. to, I no, Super I used to have it. I used to what? have it. Oh, yeah, I don't have that one. I do have Super Mario Brothers, though. Unfortunately, I do not have it anymore. All our games got ruined pretty much at some point from overuse. 
Well, I'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Mm-hmm. No, but so I have like um a lot of old ones like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong and things like this. So I basically just pick them up at garage sales if they're cheap. So one of the ones I got was um Mist, the mm-hmm. board game. <laughs> okay. So so is Mist the board game? Do you play through the entire game, and after you play it the first time, you realize you don't actually have to do anything the next time you play? Is that how it works? It's only worth playing one time. I actually never beat Mist. So I don't, is that how Mist is? Yeah, actually. I I think I only got like halfway. But when through you get to the game. end, essentially, in order to do the thing you're supposed to do, it ends up being like a numerical code or something. That's the same yeah. every time. Um. No. So basically, you have a. A, a board of the island and then there's a puzzle that matches the island okay like an actual like puzzle with puzzle pieces except there's actually two puzzles there's one that's blue tinted and one that's yellow tinted all right and according to the rules what you're supposed to do is you pick a spot on the board that's like marked and there's like five choices right so you yeah. pick one of the choices and then you have to start building the puzzle from your spot, and the pieces you put down have to touch other pieces of your color. Oh, yeah. And you you and the other person playing with, just do this as fast as you can until the board's done. Oh, yeah? Once you've done that, you spin the spinner to determine how many turns you play. And I believe the range is three to five turns. So your goal is to capture as many of the key points to make it your color as possible, whoever has the most points based on like some random cards you draw that assign point values to various locations that the other person doesn't know, you win. Okay. Okay, so Brianna and I tried this. Uh-huh. And it was awful. <laughs> well, it sounds like, confusing, but not without potential when you describe it. But... Right, but here's what happens. You start somewhere and, and the other person starts somewhere and you know what locations you want, right? But there's only like five locations, first of all. And one of the rules is if you capture a location, you it becomes your color. But if the other person lands on that space after you, they reclaim it and you can no longer recapture it. So essentially what happened was I spawned and moved my pieces and captured them. And Brienne basically just followed you. me around <laughs> so that in the end we ended up with a net result of right where we started <laughs> now, and it was the, just whoever got the most puzzle pieces down first or something ridiculous like this is that is there some underlying strategy that could be better than that or is that the best strategy i don't know i'm not willing to play it again to find out. <laughs> But if anyone ever sees Miss the Board Game, is like, oh, I enjoyed that game. I'll bet this is fun. It's not. <laughs> it's awful, awful, awful. So were the colors supposed to represent the brothers that were fighting or something in the game? Sure. It, it's it's not made clear at all. So oh, okay. yes, much like the actual game, nothing is clear. Yeah. Well, that was that was the idea. I guess the story behind the game was that there were these two brothers and they were caught inside books. You remember that at least, where you go get different book pages. Uh, and you I remember that there the were books. book pages I had to get. And if you fill either the books in completely, then you trade places with them and you get stuck in the book. And they just are, are you, you ruining all those people who are you ruining this game for all those people who started it and never finished it, but intend to someday? I'm not ruining it for you. Mean you? I think you're the only person who. 
<laughs> Still intends to play Mist and hasn't played it. <laughs> it just came out for DS. You never know. Did it? Oh, yeah, there's a remake. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, put put the pages where you will. It doesn't retract from the puzzle-solving aspect of it, and there's still a little bit more to it than that, so... Play any bad games lately? Oh, any bad games? Not really any bad ones. I played, so I played Super Meat Boy. I would recommend that if you ever get a chance to play it. It's a um, Xbox Live game. It's basically these little short levels that you hop around. It's like a platformer, but it's really, it's really pretty entertaining. I uh, got it's called the Undergarden, where you just kind of fly around and pollinate flowers and stuff. And I told Kara about it, and she didn't want to hear about it. She was I'm embarrassed. Not sure. She was embarrassed for me. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for you too. What when I tried hell? tried to explain it, oh, you're just like a little gnome flying around these caves, like, and you have to you know, make all these flowers bloom, and there's little puzzles and stuff, and then there's music, like more music plays as you pollinate more flowers, and there's different musicians scattered about. Okay, okay. <laughs> So what, what 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 have you played then? I know that's what you're getting at. You just asked the question because you wanted me to ask it back, and so you could talk about your stuff. Um, I've been playing Dark Siders a bit What's when I get that? the chance. Um, it's this game for 360 that's kind of like Legend of Zelda meets God of War. So it's kind of like a Legend of Zelda style game, but it's like super violent and stuff. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's not bad. Is it kind of um, like the? It's, it's not as Zelda's? wonderful as. The reviews I read for it seemed to claim, but it was, I mean, it's decent. It was worth the $20 I spent on. Yeah, I picked up Legend of Zelda, the Twilight Princess again, and I played through one dungeon, and that frustrated me very much. It was the water dungeon. I was not very but, happy with it. But the water dungeons are always frustrating. They always are. So it was unfortunate that that's the last place I saved it, and then I put it down for like a couple months, and then I came back, and that was the first experience I had with it. So now I'll probably put it down for a couple of months and come back and actually enjoy it. I mean, remember the Ocarina of Time Water Dungeon? <sighs> oh, yeah. Actually, I remember getting to the dungeon was kind of cool, but I don't remember actually what was inside it. There was lots of just, like, pushing blocks and going oh, to yeah, underwater and... block pushing. Ugh. Well, this one, I I was about ready to look up online how to finish finish one of the puzzles. Which kind of involved turning one of the staircases so the water would flow down the staircase to someplace else so that you could get there. I didn't quite follow that logic until I just randomly did it. I was like, oh, this is what I should have done a half hour ago. I don't remember that part offhand, but... Yeah, kind of. It, it has been a while since I played it. Yeah, one of the first areas you come into has this big rotating staircase. Jason, you ready yet? Christmas card from Amber. You did? Yeah, you did? Uh, I don't know. I haven't actually looked at my mail. Yeah, you probably did. It seems doubtful that she would send one to me and not to you, considering you've seen her more recently than I have. Yeah, but maybe I've done something to enrage her. 
That's true. I, I did send her an email like a month ago. <laughs> Which would enrage her? Well, I believe the email was something along the lines of, we made a film for you seven years ago that you promised you'd give us and you still haven't. Where is it? Do you remember uh, this? Yeah, yeah. No, movie? I do. I do. The one where she had to film you, but you'd already cut your hair or something like that. Was it that oh, one? I forgot about that. <laughs> oh no this was the other one this was the video was, yeah the video. Yeah, yeah, this one. was the other movie but I forgot that I had done that and so she had to just do extreme close ups <laughs> and like nose down to like or no I might have even shaved too so she couldn't even do that yeah no it was I think she had to film you from behind or something with a hat on or <laughs> I, I don't remember wearing a hat or something <laughs> I could have been anyone she could have just gotten uh. someone Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. No, okay. this was the one where I was addicted to Nintendo or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember I had to put you to sleep in the movie at the very end. Very, very funny. We'll put that up on the website if we ever get it and manage to put it in a digital form. Jason! Ready yet? What, what are you doing? Hold on, I'll be back. We could just record this when I get back to Michigan too, and Jason has actually has time to sit down and play this for, you know, forty minutes or whatever. Yeah, he's apparently doing wedding stuff that he should have probably done long ago. But okay, maybe we just uh, do it when I come back. Oh, but now I'm all excited. So apparently, my roommate's getting married next week. I found this out. Did Did you not know this? I didn't know this. I, I, I knew that it was happening at some point. I didn't know it was next week. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're not invited then, presumably, or are you? <laughs> I mean, if no, you didn't know it was I, next I, week. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a small wedding or something. To that oh, yeah. I mean, probably. Good for her. I'm still mad about it, though, so I'm going to take it all out on Jason. <laughs> you take all your aggression out on Jason anyway. Doesn't matter where it comes from. <laughs> I assume he's listening and ignoring me. <laughs> I found out that my grad pay for being a TA, yeah. there's no break between semesters. Oh, so you keep so, getting paid? So for three, yeah, for three weeks, I get paid 20 hours a week to... Not do anything. Nice. Yeah. Well, presumably you're supposed to be, you know, getting class notes and stuff together. Or what, I mean... You don't have remember of having to do that usually to be a TA, but there could be some sort of preparatory work involved. Yeah, that's like one week tops. Yeah, exactly. But that's what they're paying you for. I'm uh, I'm I'm, I'm pleased with this. <laughs> yeah, Rock Band Three is. I mean, it's definitely the best Rock Band installment yet, but it's hard to get anyone excited about playing it for obvious reasons. That ever. Is rock banded out? Yeah, everyone is rock banded out. The people, even though there's a new instrument, people don't really seem to care that much. Do you own the new instrument? I did. Uh, actually, have a few friends who were wait, interested. You, wait, did past tense? No, I did get it. I did oh. get it. 
because I had a few people who were like really excited about it, and then we all sat around and played it once. And Kara's friends came over to her place and we played it once. I'm yeah, as excited okay. about rhythm games as anybody, but I think it might. I mean, in the sales. No, are, you're more kind of... excited about rhythm games than anybody. Yeah, that's true. As the frequency incident will attest. <laughs> I tried playing that game again. It did not work. Really? I mean, it worked. I just I thought I would just be good at it, and no. Apparently, it's hard not, to get that that trigger finger uh, reflex. Not any working. better or worse at it than I was. So. Yeah, I'm considerably worse. Failing out on songs that were quite easy before. You think it's safe to say that Jason's? We're not going to get Jason today. I uh, yeah, probably. Okay. He's ruined it for everyone. And then uh, on that note, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobeski. And have a fantastic week. Woo. Make sure to check out our website once again at www.gobeskywallacereport.com. You can also check out our Facebook page, the Gobeski Wallace Report. Oh, right. And we're also now we're on Twitter. And you can follow us at GW Report. So, see you then. Later. Uh, paperback writer, dear sir or madam, will you read my book? It took me years to write. Will you take a look? That's good.